On this Labor Day Monday, we'll talk the wild, silly season news from Friday regarding Brandon Shepard and Rocket Racing. We've got a Nick Hoffman update, and we'll get into the weekends at dirt racing, including one sprint car championship battle. That's over. Let's go. It's Monday, September 5th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Happy Labor Day, friends. If you are going to be out and about today celebrating, please be safe out there. Also, today is the last day to take advantage of the coupon code for 20% off all merch over at shop.dirttracker.com. The deal is only for you guys that watch and listen to the show, and it expires right before midnight Eastern tonight. So use the code DAILY at checkout. That's D-A-I-L-Y. Uh, to get 20% off your entire order of shirts, decals, or both. Uh, shipping is always free as well. So shop.dirttracker.com, click the merch link below in the video description or the merch link over at dirttracker.com. We'll kick things off today with the big news from Friday afternoon. Obviously, we haven't had a chance to react to this because we had, I haven't, uh, haven't had a show yet. Uh, I know it's been a few days since the announcement, and some of you have had plenty of time to digest it. But just in case, here's a quick recap. Following the 2022 season, Brandon Shepard is set to depart the Rocket Racing number one dirt lay model and will be replaced for 2023 by Hudson O'Neill. Shepard will return to his family-owned B5 team to campaign Rocket chassis on a national tour next season. And this move does appear to be because Shepard wanted it. The unexpected news dropped uh, later on Friday afternoon, and you figured something big was up when Michael Rigsby tweeted that the dirt late model silly season was about to get started. I'm not sure, though, that I thought this was what was coming. Shepard has been the driver of the Rocket House Car since 2017 when he replaced Josh Richards. Since then, he's collected four World of Outlaws titles, just about every major win you can think of, and according to Dirt on Dirt, more than $3.5 million in earnings. Bishop told Kevin Kovac that he wants to have his family to be more involved with the racing, including his dad and grandfather. It's also a chance to be closer to home uh, and his wife and three children, including that new uh, baby boy they just had in August. Shepard has already uh, very clearly cemented his place in the history of uh, books of dirt and late model racing, and this is now an opportunity to kind of go build his own team. The Rocket-Shepard pairing will finish the season together as they are still in the mix for the Lucas title. As for Shepard's replacement, Rocket owner Mark Richards did get the support of Hudson O'Neill's current car owner, Roger Sellers, before he made the move on Hudson. O'Neill is actually 22, uh, 22 years old as of today. Uh, happy birthday, Hudson O'Neill. And definitely one of the bright young stars in the sport. He's currently fourth in the Lucas Point standings behind Tim McCready, Shepard, and Ricky Thornton Jr. And since the 2020 uh, season has 11 wins with Lucas. The last two seasons have shown he can compete for championships and crown jewel wins in 2021 at the Show Me 100 and Topless 100 prove he can compete on the biggest stages. If his past two drivers are any indication, Mark Richards could be about ready to turn O'Neill into one of the best in the business. He will supposedly begin testing soon to get prepared for the ride for next year. I kind of like this move all the way around. Shepard is more than capable of winning a lot in his own family car. We've certainly seen that uh, with the Summer Nationals and elsewhere. And O'Neill is a nice pickup for the Rocket squad. I am curious, though, if you were Mark Richards in this situation, is O'Neill your pick to replace Bishop, or are you going to go a different direction? The other name I thought about in this case was possibly Ricky Thornton Jr. I wonder, though, if that rocket chassis connection with O'Neill already campaigning those cars helped with this deal. Drop me a comment. Let me know your thoughts on this news. Certainly a bombshell uh, that dropped on Friday. 
The other news from Friday that we did talk about on the show was the highway incident for modified racer Nick Hoffman. Between his sister Ashley's Facebook posts and even a tweet from Nick himself last night, sounds like things are improving. Late last night, Nick tweeted, quote, laying in a hospital bed, didn't know what happened to me until a couple hours ago. Incredible amount of support. Thanks to everyone for reaching out. Dad is struggling, but I am starting to feel better, unquote. I'm sure they'll have a long road to recovery, but man, it's good to hear that Nick's dad is moving around a bit, and even seeing Nick post a tweet is a massive step. If you want to show your support, there is a GoFundMe setup and shirts and decals being sold. I'll put links to them in the video description below. All right, let's dive into some racing from the weekend. We'll start with the World of Outlaws at Skagit. Logan Schuhart kicked the weekend off back on Thursday evening uh, with that opening night victory. Friday night, it looked like we might see a James McFadden repeat from 2021, but it was not meant to be. The season of absolute crap luck for J-Mac continued when he battled out of the race on lap 17 with mechanical issues and from the lead, no less. There was a big fireball from his car a few laps before, and then he slowed to a stop and was done for the night. They handed the lead to Sheldon Hoddenshield for the restart and was all Sheldon from there. It was win number nine on the year for that NOS 17 team. Jacob Allen and Carson Macedo completed the podium. Points leader Brad Sweet ended up 5th, and David Gravel was ninth. On Saturday night in the 26,000 to win finale, it was all David Gravel. He won the dash and sat on the pole for the feature and then never relinquished the lead. Spencer Baston and Brad Sweet chased the two-car through lap traffic, but could never really get close enough to make a move. Gravel now has six outlaw wins on the year. Sweet finished 2nd, and Baston was 3rd. It was Baston's first podium finish since he won at Husits back in June. That was a span of 28 races. That five team has been really strong, uh, uh, especially earlier in the season. But since that Houston's victory, it's been very up and down for them. Basin has definitely shown flashes, but we do have to remember it's his rookie season. As for the point standings, Macedo and Gravel had solid weekends, but the Big Cat had two seconds and a fifth. And headed to Grays Harbor tonight, the points lead has been extended to 76 over Gravel and 106 over Macedo. And I know there were some of you paying attention to the young guns in the field. And it was an up and down weekend for them as well. Joel Myers Jr. and Corey Day were in the features all three nights. Actually, Joel Myers Jr. ended up with the best finish of any of those young guys. He had a fourth on Friday night. Both Colby Thornhill and Ryan Timms only made one of three main events. Robbie Price was solid in his return to Skagit with three top 12 finishes. And Tanner Holmes was a feature starter two of three nights. I feel like when I don't mention Tanner Holmes, you guys get on me. Uh, looking to tonight at Grace Harbor, Logan Schuhart is the most recent winner from a year ago. Darren Pittman, Donnie Schatz, and Shane Stewart were the winners there in 2019, 2018, and 2017. Over those past four races, Carson Macedo has the best average finish sitting at 2.5. Even with that, though, uh, the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula is giving the nod uh, to Sweet tonight. I think I'll agree there. Uh, you can watch the racing at live tonight over on Dervision. The other points battle in sprint car racing we've been talking about is with the All-Stars. And after sharing over the weekend, I think we can say this one is over. Justin Peck had been on a hellacious run with four, uh, four wins in six nights, but a 21st place finish on Friday night was probably the final break that Courtney needed to cement this. Partway through that Friday feature, Dave Blaney spun at trying to avoid Dale Blaney, uh, and Peck and Zeb Wise were collected. Peck went to the work area with damage, but wasn't able to make it back on track. Out front, Courtney charged from 11th to finish second behind eventual winner Brent Marks. That was a massive 38-point swing in Sunshine's favor. Hat tip to, uh, two to Dale Blaney in that Friday race. He kept Marks honest through a lot of that race before fading to fourth at the end. Uh, not a whole lot of uh, uh, sprint car starts here lately for Dale Blaney, but still fast there at Sharon. On Saturday with 12 Gs on the line, Cap Henry led all 35 laps officially to score his second All-Star win of 2022. 
Near halfway, Rico Abreu actually cleared the farm car for the lead, but a mistake in turn four let Henry back by. At the line, Henry was followed by Marks and Abreu. Peck bounced back to fifth with Courtney in 10th, but with only eight race nights left, the gap is now 140 points, and unfortunately for Peck, only six of those eight races are full points. That means Peck has six races to top Sunshine by 70 spots. Not impossible, but I think incredibly improbable. The All-Stars head back to Pennsylvania this week for the Tuscarora 50. Elsewhere around the country, we had a ton of rainouts and cancellations. Neither Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series show got completed because of whether the USAC midgets on Sunday were rained out. And one of two World of Outlaws Late Model shows was lost. The Outlaws did race on Friday night at Smoky Mountain, and it was all Jimmy Owens in that one. The Newport Nightmare had a few issues through lap traffic, and Hudson O'Neill tried to stick with him, but at the end, O'Neill was out, and Owens was the winner. O'Neill actually had his right rear tire come off completely with 10 laps to go. Chris Ferguson and Max Blair completed the night's podium. Dennis Orb Jr. finished ahead of Tanner English on the night, and the points lead is back to triple digits. Both late model national tours are now quiet this week as the World 100 at Eldora looms. Wednesday, we'll have the conclusion of the postponed Dirt Lay Model Dream. Then we'll get into World 100 prelims starting Thursday. We'll talk more Eldora later on this week. Before we get ready to close it out uh, for the day, big hat tip to Dazen Persley on the Power Eye National Midget win last night at Lake Ozark. He started sixth and outdueled Brenham Crouch and Taylor Reimer late to earn his first midget win of the season. Persley continues to recover from that spinal cord injury, and the win last night was a massive step forward for his return to racing. Other weekend open wheel winners included Tanner Carrick and Shane Golubic in 360 action at Placerville. Derek Hagar and Blake Hahn were ASCS winners. Corey Eliason was an AFCS winner at uh, Attica with Indy Race Parts. Aaron Reitzel and Mark Dobmeyer were 410 winners at Houston's Brook Tattnall ended up claiming that track championship that was tied going into the last night. In Pennsylvania, Lance DeWeese won at the Grove. Devin Borden was victorious at Port Royal. Freddie Raymer took Lincoln. And Brian Brown was the Sunday winner at Sealands Grove. Another weekend, a late model racing. Matt Cosner, Greg Satterley, and Rick Eckert were ULMS winners. Mike Spatola, Bobby Pierce, and Jason Fager picked up the Mars victories. Fellow YouTuber Ryan Missler won at Attica. Chase Youngins and Tony Jackson Jr. were MLRA winners. And Ross Bales won the Carolina Class show at Cherokee. And up in the Northeast, Stuart Friesen won the $25,000 New Yorker at Utica Rome on Sunday with the Short Track Super Series. And Andy Bacchetti grabbed... 25 grand and a guaranteed spot in Super Dirt Week coming up with the Mr. Dirt Track USA win at Lebanon Valley with the Super Dirt Car Series. There are eight shows on the streaming schedule on this Labor Day. Dirt Vision has the Outlaws at Grace Harbor. Flow Racing has the Ted, War- uh, Ted Horton 100 for the uh, Silver Crown Series. There's also the IMSA Super Nationals on Speed Sport and more. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. Uh, If you want to, please like, subscribe, and comment on these videos. We are super close to 8,000 subscribers, so if you are not subscribing, please do that. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.